I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. Today, I'm really excited because I am going to get to share with you some spooky stories from when I was a child growing up and some of my first encounters with the paranormal. Oh, I already have chills just thinking about this. So as a child, I knew that I could see spirits. And I was okay with that because I thought everyone could. It did not occur to me that it was unusual until I went to school and started realizing, you know, that my friends aren't necessarily seeing things or when there's a spirit in our group, everybody ignores them and nobody talks to them. And I started to realize, oh, this is strange. (laughs) I'm the weird one here. And I actually thought other people were weird for not seeing them or acknowledging them. It was a strange thing for me to realize that I was the strange one. And even to this day, I have full body chills right now. I feel bad that as a kid, I did not know. And when I did try to talk to my parents about this, and you'll hear these in these stories, they completely denied what I was sensing. So let's get started. So I was about, I'd say, six to seven years old. I was in first grade, and I had a guinea pig who was very, very sweet and very, very old. And he was dying, and I had dealt with death before. I had had hamsters. I I constantly had animals growing up, so it wasn't new. But he was different. He was so sweet and clung to like every word I said and you know I I know this is strange talking about a guinea pig but he was I've had tons and tons and tons of guinea pigs and he was different we had him as comfortable as possible as he was dying and it was just of old age so there wasn't necessarily a reason to euthanize him or anything of that sort so we're just sort of letting him die naturally and I sat with him and ate my breakfast with him and went to school and came back and he was still there dying and it was very sad and the next day I sat there with him and I ate breakfast with him and my mom came in the room and she said you know sometimes animals hold on because they don't feel comfortable, you know, like leaving you alone or whatever. And I understood that. And I I felt very, very bad for my sweet little guinea pig. And my mom left the room and I remember putting my hand on him and I gave him a kiss and I whispered and I told him that it was okay if he died. I would be okay and I would always remember him and I would always miss him And no matter what, we'd always be together. And it was okay for him to die because I'd be okay without him. And I kissed him on his head again. And he literally 
took one last breath and died. And looking back on that, it was a very strange thing. I My mom did watch from the hallway and was very creeped out that he died right after I gave him, you know, the permission, it's okay, you can die, pep talk. And I remember her telling people about it and other people sort of giving me weird looks. And now being an adult, I realize, you know, we all have special connections to animals and I think I had a special connection to him. So I don't think it was that weird, but I think it was almost like a little bit of mediumship, you know, helping him cross over or move on, which is something I have to help spirits with even to this day who are past and lost. And I think that was maybe my first time really helping something cross to the other side, which was interesting. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I'm channeling a message from beyond. It's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-D-I-A-R-I-E-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M. And indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spirit diaries. Yep. Go watch it right now, subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash spirit diaries. I can't believe we did it. So moving on, I was probably about eight years old, a little bit older at this point, and I had a (laughs) life-size Barbie or my-size Barbie. I'm not, I don't remember. I think it was maybe a my-size Barbie. But it was a doll who was like three feet tall, four feet tall. It was as tall as I was at the time. So I guess, you know, tall as an eight-year-old. And I really liked the doll until I just got strange vibes from it. There was just a shift that happened one day to where it terrified me for no reason. And let me start off by saying my parents kept me very, very, very sheltered. My mom made a lot of my clothes. We were, we went to church all the time. I was not allowed to watch TV aside from the Disney channel. I would try to sneak Nickelodeon. I 
was sheltered in schools. I did not know what anything was from sexuality differences to anything. I was very sheltered. I don't know how to put that any other way. I, I was... I never was exposed to any sort of paranormal or scary movies is I guess what I'm trying to get at. I think the scariest movie I watched was Halloween Town <laughs> on the Disney Channel. So this wouldn't have been influenced by anything. But the Barbie just started to scare me. And what was strange, and I didn't think it was strange at that time, is I kept the box she came in. And at night, I would put her to sleep in her coffin. And that's what I called it, her coffin. And, you know... My parents didn't really say anything about it, but I had a coffin for her. I kept the box. I put a pillow in. I put a blanket liner in it. And every night I would lay her to sleep in her coffin. And you know, if I had a child and they were doing that with a doll, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> but my parents tried to avoid anything like that. I don't remember why I said it was her coffin. It felt very, very normal to me for her to have a coffin. So to me, I don't remember ever being, you know, there ever being something to where I wanted to give her a coffin. It was just always a thing. So uh, one day she started scaring me. So I'd leave her in the coffin. But then my parents, I think I had to get rid of the coffin because I had a guinea pig or hamster like eat the corner of it. It was cardboard. It was the box she came in. I started keeping her beside a bookshelf and I would turn her head to look at the wall so she wasn't looking out at me at night because it started to really, really scare me. There was one day I must have done something bad. I got grounded to my room and I vividly remember uh, sitting on my bed and I, I was angry, yes, but I was just annoyed that I had been grounded or whatever and... I started reading a book and trying to keep myself entertained while I was in my room. And out of the corner of my eye, I seen something move. And I wasn't sure what it was. And I stopped reading and I looked over. And I kid you not, I swear on my life, I don't know how it happened. Her fingers moved. And her hand is a solid plastic piece. There's no articulation there. It, it is physically and scientifically impossible for her hand to have moved and it did i sat there for a little bit unable to breathe staring at her hand because i did not believe what i just seen because i knew that was literally impossible there was no way at all that could have happened and like i said uh, previously i am a skeptic i don't believe it i even at that age i was like this isn't real i'm crazy and i thought you know maybe i just want to leave my room i'm making it up i want to try and scare myself so i can run out of my room and be like oh no i can't be grounded anymore i wanted and i i was trying to figure out is this what i want and i started analyzing why did I see that? Why did that happen? And I, I couldn't figure it out because I was content. I was reading a book I liked. I was chilling on my bed. My parents only grounded us to our room. So we weren't taken away from toys or anything. So I could play with toys if I wanted to. And it was honestly kind of nice to just be in my own space. So it wasn't something to where it's like I needed to get out of my room. And that bothered me as a kid because I remember 
why would I see her hand move if there's no reason for me to see her hand move? Like there's no subconscious reason. So my heart was pounding a little bit fast and I started reading and I kept glancing up and then she did have a joint at her shoulder. So just like a regular Barbie doll, her shoulders could move forward and backwards and her arm moved forwards very fast and hit the bookshelf and went dunk when the plastic hit the side of the bookshelf and I bolted out of my room to my parents. I told them, you know, my, my Barbie's moving. Wow. I'm trying to imagine how my parents must have felt, but they came into my room and my dad grabbed my Barbie and he's like, look, it's fine. She's fine. And he was like making her dance or whatever. And I was like, don't touch it. Put it away. Put it back in the little crevice she lives in. Turn her head towards the wall. Get her out of my room. Like, I don't want to see it. And my parents were very confused because I had loved this Barbie. I, I really, I took her to restaurants. <laughs> I, I had her anywhere I went. She went on car rides. I really did love her. But one day, I, it, something changed. She got like possessed. Sorry, that's my, my dog. My dog does not like it. So I, they were confused. And I didn't tell them that I just suddenly got scared of her. They were confused that I went to get rid of her, but eventually I did convince them to let me donate her to Goodwill. And that was the end of Barbie. Hey there, it's Future Birdie. And so many of you have asked me, what do I think was going on with this Barbie? And honestly, it's really hard to look back and really know what was happening. I did happen to take this Barbie everywhere I went, like I said. So it is possible that at some point I picked up an attachment that possessed the doll. Um, that is a possibility. I do remember it was like night and day when I just changed my feelings about Barbie and I really despised her after loving her for so much. Um, are you freaking kidding me? This is future future birdie. And why is there feedback only when I talk about a doll being possibly possessed? Yeah, not cool. Home alone and now I'm scared. Thanks computer. I hope that was not correlated to talking about this. But you know, I did burn an incense to open up because I accidentally grabbed the wrong one. So now my senses are going cuckoo. What? the heck is going on today universe oh i know it's a new fucking moon Ugh. and it could also be that i have been talking on the podcast recently if you are listening to current episodes about pk activity which is psychokinetic activity and it's something that does happen sometimes when I have extreme emotion and it's not something that's controllable but this is a phenomenon that is actively recorded and documented scientifically that happens with uh, emotional and energetic outburst so it is also possible that I was much more angsty than I am claiming I was or that I remember I was. And perhaps I PK'd the arm forward and that was something that I caused myself. Um, I tend to believe that there was something either influencing me or somewhat uh 
being attached to this doll in particular only because I did keep it in a coffin. That's not something I would have come up with. I was all princess in rainbows and sunshine and I definitely was not a creepy kid or into anything nefarious or strange. So that to me leads me to believe that there was some sort of minor uh, attachment thing going on with a doll. There was other dolls I also had that were very lifelike uh, after this Barbie was gone that entered my life that had a similar vibe. So it also could be that something in the house was affecting these dolls as well. Ultimately, since I can't go back in time, I don't really know. So it's hard to really pinpoint down what was going on but my best guess now with the knowledge I have now and the memories I have of this event is that there was some outside force uh influencing me or the doll uh to create this really weird relationship between us so this other doll I had uh, that came after this Barbie was a My Twin doll, which is designed to look exactly like you. And Robert actually has instructions that if I die before he does, he must find this doll and burn it because I am convinced it will suck my soul into the depths of its creepy little beady eyes. Um, legitimately, I have asked my parents to destroy it. Uh, it really freaks me out. Uh, this doll in particular, my mom like brushes its hair and dresses it up and used to sit it out in a little kid rocking chair that had been passed on through the family. Um, it had been seen and witnessed rocking by itself in that rocking chair and since has been put into a cedar chest or a <clears throat> coffin. Um, <laughs> oh, geez. And I think it's currently... Oh, it's my parents! Let's see if they burn the doll. They did not burn the doll. But yeah, uh, this doll is creepy. Everyone knows it's creepy. And let's get back to past birdie with some more stories. So this next story is spooky too. So at this point, I'm about, you know, nine years old. I'm getting towards the end of elementary school. I got a computer in my room. It didn't go on the internet and it was only good enough to play The Sims. And I was very excited. I could not believe that my parents were letting me have a computer in my very own room. I was ecstatic and I loved playing The Sims. It was one of my favorite games as a kid. So I was very, very, very excited to have this. They got it because at this point in time, writing papers on the computer started to become a thing and every all the teachers were encouraging, you know, they are going to need to learn how to type because computers are going to be a big part of the future. <laughs> so my parents were like, oh, you know, maybe she should have a computer to be able to uh, type and uh, learn that. And I was like, yes, I do need a computer to uh, play Sims. <laughs> so it was it was fun. Anyways, I had computer speakers attached to my computer. And as you know, when you play Sims, or you may not know if you haven't played it, the Sims talk in gibberish. So it's very Charlie Brown type of like murmuring. 
even when I didn't play Sims, though, and I left my computer speakers on, I would get voices coming through the speakers. Ooh, this, give me, this gives me really bad chills. Oh, man. So I would be in my room and, my, you know, my computer would be on, but nothing would be running. And all of a sudden, you'd hear, like, walkie-talkie type of noises, like muttered speaking. It, it, it almost sounded like it was in a different language because I couldn't understand it. I mean, it was very hushed and whispered and very scary. Being an adult again and looking back, it sounds very, it sounded very similar to EVPs you would get on a ghost show, that sort of muttered, hushed talking. And it came through my speakers all the time when I was alone in my room. And I had told my dad about it and he didn't believe me. He, you know, thought I was just making it up or act overactive imagination. So I told him, no, you know, there's something going on here. I, I can hear voices coming through the speakers. And one day it was happening nearly all day long. Yells and screams and voices nonstop. And I ran and I got my dad and I was like, come in my room now. You've got to hear this. He came in the room and he heard it. And it was going on so long that he grabbed my brother, my mom, everybody was in my room standing there staring at my computer as my speakers made these very scary, frankly, demonic sounding noises. And I, I was terrified. I really wanted an answer of why this had, had been happening because it had been happening for months and months and months. Uh, so much so that I was afraid to even turn on my computer speakers anymore because of how frequently the voices would come out of it. Then I remember my dad's like, oh, you know, it's probably just the neighbor's house. You're probably hearing the neighbor's. And I didn't think it, I was hearing the neighbors at all. And he got walkie-talkies and he walked around the entire house and talked on walkie-talkies with my brother trying to catch the frequency of my computer speakers to get the radio to come across the computer speakers. Because his thinking was like, oh, you know, walkie-talkies, if you turn on certain channels, you can hear the police radio. Sometimes you could even hear like cell phones or something. So he thought maybe that's what was happening with my computer speakers. And while he couldn't get anything to happen, that's what he told me it was. I was hearing we had... Asian neighbors. And he said, you know, they speak a different language than us. They don't speak English. So maybe you're hearing them talk on phones and it's just somehow getting crossed with my computer and coming through my speakers. Hey, it's Future Birdie. Here, what my dad was saying was not trying to take a hit at what any Asian language sounds like. It's more so he was trying to just convince me that it was okay and I clearly you know wasn't understanding that the garble coming through wasn't understandable because simply it was in a different language and he had a really good excuse of what language that could be that I definitely had no reference for at that time in my life to point a finger at and be like see it's it's just them they're somehow getting over the computer speakers and obviously I think that was to try and ease my mind but it only amplified it because I was like, I, I don't think that's how that language sounds, Dad. <laughs> if you guys 
know anything about computers or speakers. That That's not how they work. There's no possible way for them to pick up a cell phone conversation and play a cell phone conversation or walkie-talkie and play a walkie-talkie radio station. That's just not how it works. But I believed this and I was okay with it. And I just never turned on my computer speakers ever again. And eventually I unplugged them from the computer altogether and gave them to my brother because I just didn't want speakers anymore. It scared me too much. Hey, it's me from the future, and I just had to pop in here because I am currently working on editing the audio for this episode. As I was working on it, I was listening back to the part where I'm talking about how my speakers used to be really corrupted and voices would come through and they'd be strange and almost sound like an EVP. So I'm sitting here listening to this and all of a sudden my computer glitches and it plays the audio back like this. And I took a recording with my phone, so this is going to be a recording of the audio that was coming through my speakers just a few seconds ago. Is this recording? Yeah, so I was talking in this podcast about how my computer speakers used to get f***ed up with, like, sounds and stuff and listen to my audio just did this. And I've never heard this before. Show That sort of muttered, hushed talking. Um, like, this has never, ever, ever, ever happened. You would get on a ghost show. That's... All right, so hopefully you could hear how crazy it had almost overlaid my voice with this sort of edited, over-robotic sound. And I took that recording and I went to play it for a third time to capture that noise again, and everything was fine. Of course, this could be a computer error if we were being a skeptic. However, I cannot disregard how coincidental it happened and I've never had this happen with this program before and it also happened at the exact same moment I had just finished saying how my computer speakers as a child used to get messed with by spirit and just keep in mind that weird stuff is still happening to this very second. So that is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you enjoyed these few stories from when I was a child and there will be even more next time. Thanks for listening to The Spirit Diaries.